0: I'd like have to say that you're
1: shows and getting involved in our websites of course real News and tottnews.com. of course tonight the brethren we're all back again andy and ethan are here with me and we were just sort of having a we only just got in the into the the call and we're just sort of having a chat away already i figured well, let's just let's just keep recording this conversation because it's always it's always good food for thought as well and uh Interesting, interesting topics get floated around, and sometimes I always forget what they are. But before we get dive uh, too far into it, I'll just uh, welcome the boys in. Andy, my brother, how you going, man? Thanks for coming on. Good, general. Yeah, I'm going really great, mate. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's been uh, been a really good weekend, and uh, back into the swing of the week for the uh, first day of November. So, um, yeah, now everything's everything's okay. I can't complain.
1: Fight and fit, mate.
2: Fighting fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which he uh, well,
1: yeah, just finished his boxing tonight, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, finished um Yeah. I
1: try and do three nights a week.
2: Oh, that's good. So. Fucking
1: hell mate. i tell you what, I reckon you're fitter than me. Big time. <laughs> You've got to be.
2: Well, it's a different kind of fitness, isn't it? You know, you're you're running around like people's yards all day like you know, with mowers and stuff, so mm. Yeah, it's a different kind of fitness. It's just...
1: Um, I'll tell you what, though, you know. I reckon. No, I, seriously, I reckon you're fitter than me because I was... We've got the you know, the curbside <laughs> collection is uh, starting in our area where everyone puts up their waste on their front lawn. And Danielle, like, broke up a whole bunch of concrete in the backyard, and I had to cut that shit in about three... No, four wheelbarrow loads to the front, like, to up to the nature strip. I don't even know if they're going to take it, to be honest, but I thought, I'll give it a go. I mean, I was... I was, like, huffing and puffing after the... Se- I mean, I know it's all uphill, but... Man, I was, like, huffing and puffing after the second one. And I, by the time I'd finished them, I was, like... <gasps> <gasps> I can try to catch my breath. It was hard work. I was, like, fuck, man. I thought I was oh, fitter than this. <laughs> Well you, you know you'd you know, do, it, you'd do you do know, it and as, you'd beat my time limit, that's for sure you would smash it <laughs> <laughs> you, know,
2: you know one thing as you get older one thing that's very clear you know you can make all the money in the world and you can do all all the things and have the most qualifications that you like but the most important thing in your life is your health and your fitness that's that's the currency that you want to value the most the older that you get and yeah. especially when you crack over 50 it becomes very very valuable especially when you see you know people around you of a similar age who like maybe just let it go yeah. So, yeah so yeah i'm just on a mission to um you know maintain my health and fitness and, well, and everything right. and
1: you're doing everything the right way is all I can say and well done to you man honestly I, you're, <laughs> I honestly when I think to myself I oh, mean if I was Andy's age like you know you got good businesses you know you got the home you got missus you know you got your kids are growing up and you know they've left the nest and you yeah, you know, you're getting fitter and you're doing well like you know what I mean like it's you know, we kind of like look up to Bigando here because you're fucking you got it going <laughs> on, brother. Like honestly, well, you're, you're a fucking champion, mate. Honestly, you're oh, a good bloke too. Thank you so
2: much for the kind words. Uh, well, I've I've made plenty of mistakes in my life too, so there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but too, you learn so from I, them,
1: and that's where you are. You, yeah, you're you where you are now. You know what I mean? Like you, every you've got to make mistakes to, in order to learn and grow. You know, so it's all part of life. You know, but it is. It's it's a big journey, isn't mm. it? You know, and
2: and uh, we'll get into it later in the show about yeah. where we're going. Yeah, yeah, but cool. um, yeah, but, uh, but it's great to catch up with you all.
1: Always, yeah. I love touching both of you fellas. And speaking of which, Ethan is hanging in the wings there. Thanks for um, for coming on as well, mate. Appreciate you joining us tonight for the show. How you been, Big Ethan?
3: Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here. I I definitely co-sign your comments there, mate, about Andy. Mm. um, he, seem, he seems like a Superman, you know. He's keeping all all aspects of himself, not just the physical side Ed, of mind things. mind and body. Healthy, but, you know, he's doing the mind thing, going to... You know, going and doing camps uh, up mm. in the mountains. You know, rolling in mud, and also <laughs> flying a plane. You know, which is very, you know, mental. You you're concentrating on a lot of things, which, you know, is it, that's what you need to be doing. As he said, at that that age, you know, it's the difference between, you know, putting ten, fifteen years of of healthy living onto your life at the end. You know, yeah. this is how things go. So I I definitely, you know, it, it, you need to surround yourself with people that. I live in that type of lifestyle, you know. So you become adapted to it, and everything yeah, like that. You learn from so. it.
1: You you join it. You and it becomes just the normal for you. That's you it. Know? Yeah. I it swear, though. in the right. It does way. absolutely. I, I but I swear, fucking Andy could be fucking. He he could sign up for Steel Team Six tomorrow, and they'd take him. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Especially with some of the fitness levels we know now for, you know, the army and police these
1: days, you know, like, yes, no, honestly, though, boys, yeah, thanks uh, for joining the show. And yeah, Andy, no, you're ever anyone listening who knows Andy knows he's a good bloke, and yeah, he'd fucking give the shirt off his back and sit there in the cold if you just to keep you warm. Um, and, yeah, and yourself, Ethan, thanks, man. You're a fucking hard worker on your website there. Always appreciate the work you've been doing. Uh, TOTTnews.com. Please go over thanks. and check that out. Yeah, you're welcome,
3: man. Uh, cause I, I wanna... try to keep uh, my, my brain, which is also a muscle, strong. Oh, you mate. Know, you... It's in the gym all the time. When
1: I think of you, I think of, you know, you see those cartoons where, like, the, the, the creature has, like, this massive alien skull. You know, it's just like... <laughs> vroom, 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 <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like When I think of Ethan, dude, just sitting at his keyboard, just pumping out this fucking material and researching shit and reading stuff, I'm like, yeah, man, his brain must be, like, massive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I've, def- I've definitely learned a lot about the brain through this uh, TOTT news experience, you know, mm. about the, the limits of it and, and also the strength of it, you know, and, and learning that there is boundaries and, you know, learning short-term and long-term and, different energies and everything it's a it's a remarkable thing you know that it hopefully is. one day i'll have the time to sit down and learn more about you know this thing that's can continuously just powering what's going on but you know there's more pressing things in the world right now that are right in front of our face and you know i'm definitely looking forward to having to chat about everything that's going on again you know do, do you, you guys
1: do you guys ever think about like re- regrets like do you ever sort of look back and think because like, I, I know I do, I look back and I think, I I, got, I wish I could go back in time and just give my younger self a bit of an uppercut and go, like, stop, don't scoff at this sort of stuff, you know, you read more, learn more, watch some docos, you know, wake up a bit more that, you know, the world around us is not what it's meant to be, you know, like, I kind of hate the fact that it took me so long to kind of wake up to shit, because I was just young and dumb and, you know, you live your life and happy-go-lucky kind of thing, you know, like, but I always, you know, you never, you don't believe everything, but you suspect some things. But I kind of, I never get, got into it as much as I, I think, I reckon I should have. And that was probably, my, I guess, my only regret that I didn't get into that, into what we're doing sooner. Like, I, I like the fact that you're younger than us, Ethan, and, then, you know, you've been doing this since your early 20s and stuff, and you've kind of awaked to a lot of shit, which is good. And, you, you know, you kind of got captured into this, you know, um, this mentality of, you know, being a bit more wise to what's really happening in the world around us. And it's good. And you know, that's yeah. why I'm trying to pass that, I guess, on to my kids as well. But, you know, to try and teach them that you know, shit's not what it seems to be. You know, it's not what they say on TV. It's not what we read in the news. It's not what your teachers are telling you. You know, like it's different. You know, kind of, I hate the fact that I didn't do that earlier.
3: Yeah, absolutely, General. And, you know, it is, I feel in my journey, you know, we spoke about this a few episodes ago about our personal journeys into the truth movement and everything. Mm, And mm. I feel, you know, mine, I feel personally blessed, you know, it was a combination of a lot of things that I feel were a little bit more than just coincidences that popped up, you know. But in terms of, you know, I feel like everyone has a, a journey and a role and, you know, I feel blessed to be in mine, but maybe you know your kids mate from what you're doing they're in a blessed position because you're instilling those things you know what all parents should do you know learn things and say well what did i want to pick up you know earlier in my life what did i want to know what are some things that i should have done and instill those onto you know your kids and your lineage and you're doing that mate and Mm -hmm. you've 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 talked about things on this show you know what i mean your your son's a little bit of a rebel who doesn't like this stuff you know encourages your mates and that's really mm, good you know mm, that's true that's good stuff you know and, and yeah. you're you're <laughs> passing that down in in a sense at the very least
1: your at the very least if i can foster distrust in the government then i'll be happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the never starting, yeah. you know. So <laughs> Yeah,
3: well that's it mate. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it is you can look back on things, but you know, maybe everything does happen for a reason in a sense, you know, maybe true maybe your role was to learn those things and it, it might have created more of an urgent sense for you to do it that you might not have done at another time, you know. You might have been a bit of a know it all like, I'll handle this if you know, and not gave it giving it that to your kids, you know. There's probably people out there doing that. So Who knows, mate? I I feel like everything sort of happens for a reason. I do too. Yeah, we all play our role.
1: Yeah, indeed. Andy, let's let's ask. Well, same question, mate. Is there? Do you look back and do you have any sort of major regrets about certain things? Like, in terms of you know, I guess an an awakening of sorts, or you know, is it? Is there any family stuff? I mean, I know you've spoken to us about you know your son kind of annoys you with regards to his stance on vaccination and stuff. But would that be one of them, maybe or? Uh, I know it's yeah, a but, tough topic, but
2: I think well no no it's not really a tough topic. I mean I think the older that you older that you live, the more life that you live then you can, you can sort of say yeah, I really regret that and you look back on it. <clears throat> you know um, Two wives, I guess the first you know the first time that I got married was all for the wrong reasons and sort of led down a lot of wrong avenues, so I made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in business and lost a lot of money and done some silly things there. <clears throat> Trusted you, the wrong people. You learn and, from that though, eh? Oh, you do. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like, and it's just, you know, that's the part of being a human where, you know, if you want to get into it, like, it, we can't take our soul memories onto the next stage, which is real bastard. you know it'd be great if we could like recall all of the mistakes we made in a previous life for example and sort of brought it into this one um we sort of destined to sort of like just roll over and start doing them again and i see exactly the same thing with my son actually exactly the same thing going on at the same age and and the kind of behavior at the same age that i was at so it's funny it's just life you know it's just it's just life and um you got to just, you know, just grow with it and and experience it and love it and just just, you know, mm. just, just get through it. Yeah. And um, these times now, this is an incredible time. And the time is speeding up so much, and there's so much learning going on with people. You know, like it's really now it's a really time, big time to discover. You, you know. Who you are
1: and what you are. Yeah, I'm this kind of going on. I'm kind of in awe, to be honest, boys. Like I'm actually, I kind of reflect on the last sort of two years, you know, especially in terms of course the scandemic stuff is what I'm really focusing on because I'm just in. Awe. I kind of look step sit back and look and look upon it and think far out. Like this this is an incredible thing that has happened in our. In our times, you know what I mean. Like it is massive. It is a huge thing. It is a massive, you know, mass awakening kind of happening with a lot of people. You know, it's a real shift. We've talked about the shift before. It's happening. But I'm just in awe of, of where we are right now. And sometimes, because we all get swept up in it, and we all get swept up in the day-to-day stuff, and shit flies by real quick, you know. And before we know it, something else has happened, and other things happen, and other thing, another things happen. It's like, far out. Can't we seem to step back sometimes and just look at the whole thing as a whole and look from where we've come from to where we are now in the state of things. And I'm not happy, of course, about where we are in the state of things, but I guess it all depends on perspective as well because you can you can kind of look at this because we talked about in the past about you know how do we change the system? The system's wrong. The system's bad. The system's going to crash one day. It's got to come down. We need a new system of some sorts. Well, we're kind of presented with that opportunity right now, guys. And, and I'm not just YouTube, but the the world itself. I'm speaking to here. We've wanted this. We wanted this current system to to piss off, to crumble, to go away, and to have something better in place. It's just that the powers that be tend to be wanting to shift that system, a new system in their own image and their own eyes. But it's now is an opportunity for us to try and put the, our own one in place. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know how we get there, but I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? Like you can look at it two ways. Like oh, it's all shifting for the worse and everything's crumbling. Ah, uh, but we kind of we've been screaming about that, wanting to happen or possibly uh, possibly happening to us in our lifetime. And now it's here. It's happening right now. The systems and things that are in place that we've known and we've come to love over the years, and or come to hate as well, that's all starting to end. We've, there is a change, a massive change happening. Uh, we're in that. We're in the middle of it, sort of, right now. In that beginning phase of the rest of the world, the rest of time that we, as we know it, changing. Is it going to change for the good? Is it going to change for the bad? That's yet to be determined, I guess. But now is the opportunity. Is what I'm saying. Now is the time where we can make it something better, or it's going to be something shit. Um, so that's when yeah the rest of the world everyone needs to kind of step up, put the uh, vibrations out there, put the energies and focus everything you can into making it what we need it to be, what we can make it. Uh, what do you what do you make of that, yeah. Ethan? Do you do you kind of agree with that
3: summation? Yeah, general. Well, it's interesting. You feel that way, you know. I've been feeling that way over the past week as well. You know, there's there's times that do strike strike you during this whole ordeal. You know, like thinking it's it's really here. Everything's finally sort of manifesting and and this really is i was saying to someone earlier today this is this is like the peak combination of just almost a 100 years of advanced propaganda you know from edward Bernays to all of these types of people it's just a combination of all of this coming together and it's really remarkable to look at just how sophisticated and crazy it is and it's interesting that we're Uh, discussing you know we're reflecting we just sort of did that organically we just started recording and just started reflecting on you know regrets and journeys and you know our sons and all that type of stuff and I think that there's a lot of people of listeners a lot of Australians out there that are doing the same because this is really a great time of and I said this excuse me I've said this from the beginning you know this is a time of great revelation it's a time it's really is just something that Is So far out of our comprehension when you when you really try to examine everything that's going on It's just crazy the the level that's going on that it really is a wake-up call for each and every single One of us and you know this coronavirus the mind virus, Mm -hmm. you know, it's gonna hit everyone Mm -hmm. It's gonna hit everyone even people that are awake even the strongest minds out there You're gonna be faced with your own, you know journey your own things that you're going to have to overcome your own changes that you're going to have to make. And it really is getting to a time where everyone is starting to take action. And there's a lot of emotion around because it's gone beyond the theoretical to, oh no, here I am. I'm facing losing my job or I'm going to have to move states or I'm going to have to go off grid and all this type of stuff. This is the reality that people are starting to to think, you know, all of this stuff that's going on. And it, it really is yeah, you're right, mate. It is crazy to to sit back and and think about all of that. Mm. You know, once like I, you look at the larger scale of things.
1: I just I just think back and look at all the work you've done and the you know the the things I've put out as well on the shows we've talked about, boys. And I I think far out like you just kind of have to step back and think because i've sort of re-listened to uh some older episodes you know recently and i was thinking, man god we've come a long way since then like it just blows yeah. me away you know just sometimes you got to kind of take stock of what's happened and and look at it again and think fuck yeah you because know, again we get swept up to the day-to-day far too much so it's it's good to kind of have a, a, a i guess a re-look at history in a sense the, you know the recent history of course um, yeah, and see where we've come from and, and the direction we're going, and yeah, and then start to think: Is yeah, are we on the right path? Can we do something to change that now? And, um, it's one of the things I wanted to talk about too, boys. So obviously, people around the world are going through the whole vaccine mandate stuff with the COVID bullshit. You know, the deadlines are hitting everyone around the world from you know the New York police and uh, fire rescue and all that sort of stuff over in New York City there. I think tomorrow is their um, their deadline, and they're going to see something like three thousand or five thousand police simply just not turn up for work. And I, I think I shared something on Twitter today. Someone put up a photo showing a lineup in a, in one station of all the staff who are going to be calling in sick tomorrow because <laughs> they're not coming to work because they don't want to have the vaccine. Uh, here in Australia, I believe, boys. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, is it today or tomorrow is the the deadline now, so I think it's 4,000 4, Queensland health workers are going to be basically put on what do they call it extended leave or unpaid leave or you know it's the short way of saying you're fired without actually having to fire someone uh tomorrow for because that's when they didn't that's when the vaccine mandate kicks in they've got to have either the first dose by tomorrow or uh this' full fully dosed by the end of the year, or I think it is something like that, so that's that's here now this, this is another thing that is just all of a sudden bang it's here. we were talked about it, we knew it was coming, and then now it's here, and we're being told you know there's four thousand workers who i mean God forbid anyone out there who relies on the health who somehow for whatever reason and there's a lot of people because they can't can't you know get out of it, but they rely on the health system to survive whether it be in-home care or whatever it is, or they've got to go regular. You know, maybe they've got, it's, it's just a dialysis patient. They've got to go and get dialysis and stuff. Well, imagine the strain that's going to have over the next couple of weeks uh, on our health system. Don't get sick, folks. This is like what we were talking about at the very beginning. Like Andy was saying, you've got to take care of yourself. You know, this is the time, and Ethan said it too. Now is the time more than ever to be looking after yourself your health your well-being, you know get the fresh air get the sunshine We've done podcasts on this stuff guys. We've been banging on about it for a long time And now it's all coming to a head Andy have you Um, did you did you catch wind of that uh, deadline coming up? I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow Um, I got caught up in my Twitter feed there. I wasn't sure if it was today or tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow
2: um, I, I thought it was the first day in November, which is today. Okay, it might have been today. Um, I, I, I be
1: either wondering. way, either way.
2: Yeah, yeah either way. Um, but look, further to your point uh, in regards to where we're at, I think what's, what I think has happened is that the actual the system, the corrupt system, it's all out of the closet now. Basically, the gloves are off. It's just exposed now, like all of the pedophilia, all of the corrupt governments, all of our crap systems um, of taxation, everything like that. It's just all of our all of the faults with the healthcare system. It's all out on the table now. I think that's what it, what COVID has basically given us is exposure. <clears throat> that's how I see it. So. So, yeah, you're right. We, we do. The, the, the choice is now. For new systems, um, because it's obvious that the old system is completely corrupted, right? And then it is so glaringly obvious, even for the normies out there that are just, you know, like just slowly starting to wake up to all of this sort of stuff. Mm. But, um, but yeah, it's just it's just days of exposure now. Now it's now it's the time that uh, the devil is out of the out of the the dark room now and he's standing right in front of us that's that's how i'm seeing these times general
1: Mm. i just can't get over their number though you know what i mean like it's not a couple of hundred you know it's not 20 it's not 100 it's not you know 500 workers it's not a thousand workers it's four thousand of them you know have been huge and and, in this they didn't make the decision not to come into work they queensland health told them not to come into work they were told You are not allowed to come into work. You're you're now suspended for remaining unvaccinated. You know what I mean? Like, it's disgusting. I just... You just have to shake your head and think, wow, they actually went through with it. You know what I mean? Like, they they have put Queenslanders' health in jeopardy. The government has not these workers. They were happy to keep looking after people, you know, like... Remember, cast your mind back, folks, when... uh, You know, the whole scandemic began and, you know, this whole, oh no, there's, you know, there's COVID everywhere and all these health workers, you know, they're so brave and they're all looking after all these people, even though there isn't any vaccine to protect them. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, back then they were brave when there was no vaccine. Now that there's a vaccine, they're told not to come into work because they can't do the exact same thing they've been doing for the last fucking 20 months. You know, like it doesn't make sense. It's so ridiculous on its face, but here we are. It's happening right now. Uh, Yeah, it blows me away. Uh, Ethan, um, your thoughts on that one, mate?
3: (laughs) You're exactly right, mate. Last year's heroes, today's zeros. Yep, that's it. That's how it's become and it's remarkable and especially once it's now going to come up to Queensland And, and we were just speaking off air before we started recording, you know, a lot of my friends and family and everything, it's already beginning to, in other industries, impromptu, begin to come here you know in an impromptu fashion it's it's sort of it's coming up it's not officially here yet but a a lot of employers are already saying you know you need to have the jab. there's a lot of national employers Mm. who've seen woolies and everything so anyone who's in so let's say a bws distribution factory and all these factory workers for woolies or all the chains that they own they're already subject to these national mandates that are coming out and so it's already beginning to Creep here. And as you said, especially for the frontline workers, which have always been the, the first target for everything because they really want to destroy health. This is the inversion of what's going on. They want to replace it with a whole new, you know, transhumanist healthcare system, you know, once it, it all sort of collapses. And also, have you been seeing that they're also now all of the sh- um, short, short staff stories that are coming up? everywhere we're short staff that we're looking for staff for this you know that there's yeah. going to be police officers leaving and they're, they're blaming it all on the pandemic and economic times and all this type of stuff when we can see <laughs> what's really happening you know and we can see that each and every day these targets and these numbers that they're giving us are starting to not make more and more sense because we're seeing more and more people more and more shortages oh there's going to be food shortages don't expect your stuff by christmas all this type of stuff at the same time they're laying off people which uh. are supposedly the minorities but doesn't seem that way you know it doesn't from what our observations are seeing this isn't really the case so there's a lot going on right now and i'm especially interested to see you yeah. know not that i'm interested but you know we've spoken about on previous episodes how queensland has such a rich activist base and we have such huge numbers at the rallies and stuff and they've already said queensland still has like 40% that aren't double jabbed or whatever. And they're putting down our COVID clocks on the news. You know, Mm -hmm. you have one more day to be jabbed so you're fully protected by the borders opening. All this nonsense. It'll be interesting to see how Queenslanders react and how big the rallies will get. All this stuff that we've theorised about in the past, about what will happen if it gets to Queensland because of such a rich activist network. You know, people won't put up with it here it's going to be very interesting and it's just crazy to see unfold
1: isn't it isn't it funny though like you know we're we're coming into (laughs) yeah it's spring now it's going to be summer well it's practically summer already in fucking queensland except for today it's quite cool today um but you know what i mean like and we already have less cases of flu and all that sort of shit in queensland as it is because we have more sunlight up here it's warmer you know it's And that's even during the winter and stuff, you know, but now that we're coming into summer, it's even less, there's not as many sick people around, people get outside all the time, you know. I mean, geez, in in summer, all you hear about is how hot it is Stay inside and and keep cool, you know what I mean? Because it's so hot and um, you you hear more about old people passing out because of the heat than you would from actually being sick from anything, you know, like. (laughs) um, Yeah. But in, uh, of course, down south and everything else, you know, where it's colder and darker for a lot more of the year. Even in summer, of course, it heats up and it's all it's all good and stuff. But, yeah, they're really trying to fast track those numbers. And I don't think they hit their targets, boys. I think they're well below their actual, of course, we can't believe any numbers. But I believe they are well below what they're telling us. Uh, because people don't want it. People aren't getting sick up here. They can see it i have seeing a lot more people unmasked in shops, walking around. I mean, there's still, of course, mask holes everywhere, but my wife wherever she ventures out, she always comes back and gives me the report, you know, um, yeah, hardly. You know, only, like there was heaps of people unmasked today, or all the people who I saw wearing them had it underneath under their chin, you know, like, they don't want to wear it, I'm like, yeah, that's right, you know, anyone who wears a mask under their chin and only puts it up if they have to or feel threatened by, you know, thinking they might get caught, clearly as someone who doesn't want to wear a mask and probably doesn't believe the agenda, but they're doing it just because they want to have a job, you know, like, or something like that, um, yeah, we're not falling for it as much up here, and it's good to see, but... They didn't hit their numbers, boys. I reckon they uh, spew, and they probably had running bets with their own little MPs, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, had bets with Dan Andrews as to who can reach whatever the magic number first, and all that sort of bullshit. But uh, Anastasia's probably blowing up because she would have lost that one, that's
3: for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, especially in the southeast, general, you know, oh, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot. That's why they're doing their campaigns down around these areas now. You know, you get all these vaccine drives and vaccine hubs and everything because there's and. I totally expected this. There's staunch resistance from the, uh, you know, the lower socioeconomic sort of regions that already have distrust in government mm-hmm. and, you know, are not, not uh, sort of subjected. They've seen just how the government can, you know, throw people on their ass and they've seen people on the welfare system and all this stuff. They know government's not good. They know government's not your friend. I remember at the during our first national lockdown when everyone was crapping themselves, there was still around these areas, people just do, skidding up donuts in, you know, Hungry Jack's <laughs> car parks and doing all this stuff, you know, just being a nuisance. People had to have the military come down because they were just such troublemakers down there. It's a sort of similar vibe, and especially in these areas where the, the, their official targets are low, but I reckon it's even lower than that. You know, everyone, as you said, every second person, everyone that you sort of meet... They, they're they sort of at least onto it. They're at least onto free mm-hmm. choice, not onto the bigger conspiracy. They're onto the fact that they're going to have to have a third one and a fourth one and that this doesn't stop. They've seen what happens overseas. And as you said, mate, in summer, it's going to be hard to uh, come up with all of these uh, BS sort of stories and narratives that they do. So it'll be interesting to see how far this type of thing goes and yeah. and what, what uh, you know, precedents and everything like that. Well, you know, we know that guys like Craig Kelly and everything are all situated in Queensland. So what happens when the parliamentary things come to that? What happens? What will Senator Malcolm Roberts and all these people do with court cases and all that sort of stuff? We might see some interesting precedents set up here when, you know, with Clive Palmer's money as Mm -hmm. he's been ads everywhere, Craig Kelly might be able to take a legal action in Queensland or something. Who knows where everything's going to go here. So,
1: Yeah, it's interesting
3: times crazy but especially as we're all coming into the holidays mate. melbourne cup tomorrow all of this uh, fake freedom that everyone has before it all ramps up again get all your money off people
1: yep in that i was gonna bring that up but just before i do um i thought it was funny because you kind of touched on it but you know back when they they started to say oh yeah there's all these the low socioeconomic areas all these areas around logan and certain areas and you know uh Hinterland areas and West Queensland, northern you know um, parts over you know parts beyond the Sunshine Coast, all these areas that were having all the low vax numbers, and then they started to rattle off in the same fucking broadcast. I'm pretty sure it was Jeanette Young saying it too. Oh, now we have a couple of cases in some of these areas too. Like, like it's so scripted. Like, you know, oh, these are the areas that are so low in vaccinations. Oh, now there's cases. We have just to got to try and scare a few more people. Like, far out. They try so hard. But, I mean, the amount of people that can see through it now, yeah, there's more and more people that can see through the bullshit, which is wonderful. I love it. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned the Melbourne Cup thing. <laughs> I thought, we're, we're, Danielle and I were talking about this the other day. We're just sitting there shaking our heads. We're like, isn't it ridiculous? You know, they've been so harsh on, on the Melbourneites, you know, for so long. And then it's like, oh, Melbourne Cup's getting a little bit closer, and the Spring Carnival, yeah, give them a few more freedoms here and there, and oh, look now they can go out, oh, it, you know, less restrictions on gatherings, blah blah blah. And then yeah, just in time for Melbourne Cup, for the biggest fucking money thing in uh, in that city, yeah, the biggest gambling thing in the country, pretty much. Or oh, gee, we couldn't cancel that, you know, like we've got to have that one still. Uh, we'll do whatever <laughs> it takes to to allow the pundits to, to come in and waste their money. And uh, then, of course, uh, you watch just uh, before Christmas, I reckon. It'll be probably, uh, you know, some more cases or we'll have to go back. No, we've got to wind it back a bit. No, no, you know, more cases or someone. It was a super spreader event, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, once the money's already changed hands, who gives a fuck? So.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see. It seems like they're on a script, mate, from last year. It's the exact same month, the exact same time period. Last year, they opened up, you know, around... It was the sort of mid-year point and everything, but everything was open up for Melbourne Cup. And then throughout Christmas period, all the businesses were open because that's what they wanted. And then at the exact same time, October last year, is when they discovered Delta for the first time, started hinting at people, oh, there's a new strain out there. Now, October of 2021, one year later, oh, there's a new strain of Delta out there, the newest form of delta is starting mm. to emerge it's it's landed in australia and they start testing the waters so as soon as we get past christmas and as soon as we get past the new year break with all of their fake segregated freedom that people are enjoying where they've got a mask up and 10 people per venue and all this stuff that they think's great once they get past that new year period it just all starts to hype up again and the new strain throws us off guys we just we don't know if it's going to weave the vaccine effectiveness and all this stuff. It's It just is the exact same thing they did last year. Yeah. The exact same months open up for all of the money, as you said, mate. Get all of the cash off people that they you know, probably don't even have. It's all just debt money these days because mm. everyone's had to put themselves in debt during these corona times, but they just want to have a happy Christmas and have a holiday and get away and all this stuff and then... Then it starts to come uh, back again into the cycle of perpetual disease warfare as we gear up for the, the booster jab. Do you really think it's a coincidence, General, that the booster jab and the new strain have all come out right as everything starts to open up, you know, as they start planting the seeds? <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous, isn't it? It's it's just predictable, you know? And like
1: you said, they did it last year and they're already doing the exact same rollout again. Like, I hope you're putting a piece together to highlight that. Anyway, that'll be good. Yeah,
3: yeah, I yeah. am. It just uh, some of these pieces lately, you just go, all right, I'm going to do this, and then it just evolves into bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's like, all right, settle down because I've got an article titled "To Get Ready," the goalposts are going to change, but there's so much to talk about. <laughs> there's so yeah. much to, to highlight because if you go back and look at last year, it's the exact same process, and it's 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 going to be interesting, mate. How long do you think people put the question to you we're going to put up with this stuff because there's a lot of people let's say for example let's take this all into consideration let's say theoretically that the vax targets are correct or well, how many of them were forced to do it against their will you know coerced into doing oh, it yeah, yeah don't get the jab you know i know a couple people you know who aren't necessarily i just know them from you know for a long time and whatnot and you catch up and They've got the jab, but they were forced in to do it from work, and they're saying, mate, I'm not going to get a third one. I've got the one, two, that's it. I've, I've done my bid. My kids aren't getting any. I needed to do it to keep my job, but I'm not getting a third one. I'm not getting a fourth one. Do you think that things are going to heat up once this third jab becomes a requirement and people lose their freedoms again? I think that these targets are constantly going to shift, and that's why I don't think... When people say, oh, the the anti-vaxxers are in the minority. Well, the statistics aren't final. Fully vaccinated is not a thing that's ever going to be achieved. You're going to constantly get boosters. So the stats are constantly going to be changing. Yeah. So where does that end? And I think, mate, that people are going to start to really have uh, their hands up in arms once they get into next year. But we said this last year, so who knows? I'm interested to see what you think. Do you think that this will change once the third jab comes out? But people have been promised things in the past that they've just put up with. Once it changed. so what do you reckon, mate? I, I tend to think it's
1: um, I, there will be there will definitely be a percentage of people that will say enough's enough. I've had the two. You told me I had to have two to have a job. Now you're telling me three. Like, come on! You can't keep doing this to me. Enough's enough. There will be those people that'll do that. But there'll also be the element that and it's so unfortunate that they'll be the ones happy to go along and be like, Oh yeah, all right, I'll get another one, you know, I'll still do it. I believe in the I believe in the vaccine and I believe in the virus, you know. Until these people have an immediate family member or friend that has a reaction to these things and dies or has a you know, suffers a catastrophic injury of some kind, which we know is happening all over the world from these fucking vaccines, uh, unless it happens to more and more and more because of these. Like, if say you know more and more people get these third shots and stuff, and maybe that's the one. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's Russian roulette. We know that. But I think until more of these numbers of injury and death uh, start climbing, that's when uh, you know it won't happen. It won't. It won't. People won't say enough. Enough until they start to see more and more people that they know and love are starting to drop dead out of you know, unknown illnesses or, you know, the doctors co- couldn't tell me what it was or it was just a coincidence, you know. It, how many more coincidences can people take before they start to wake up? You know, I think it's probably going to take... I think it could, that could be the fourth one, maybe. I don't know. But until there's more and more death around us, right in our faces, you know what I mean? Like, we're starting to see more and more celebrities dropping off, you know. We've seen a few more people die lately. Um, I think I shared one the other day. Um, there was an ABC... Uh, Wolf something Wolf was his name, and he was happily promoting. Yeah, I got my jab. Yeah, I got my second jab. I'm awesome. And then died suddenly within like two weeks later or whatever it was. And everyone's like, oh, you know, and all the fucking of course the anti-vaxxers. We all get on there and be like, ah, it's the yeah. vaxxer got him, you know. And, but they're like, oh, yeah, oh, look at these anti-vaxxers being so, uh, you know, like uh, insensitive to this man. You know, it was sudden and we didn't know, no one knows the cause. Like, come on, fuck, you know, until we see more of that, like, until we start seeing our favorite TV personalities right there in front of our faces. Oh, you know, so-and-so is not in tonight and all of a sudden there's a new anchor. Oh, what happened to the other anchor you see every night? Oh, they died of myocarditis or something, you know, like until we start to see more and more of this and well-known people and things, you know, but uh, it's probably not going to happen until then I think I don't know why maybe that's just the narcissist not a narcissist but the, a pessimist in me maybe but um, yeah it's, it's look it's a tough call mate but that's what I sort of tend to think It's we need, there's going to be more death and destruction around us before it starts to shake a few more people loose and, and people start to say enough is enough you know until like uh, I mean we know that we all sort of tend to think that the premiers and the, the big people up on stage telling us in this clown show of what's happening a lot of us think that these people aren't getting these actual vaccines and maybe they're not we know a few of them are i mean look at that um was it dominic um you know the guy that had the fucking bells palsy because he had the shot and he's still up there promoting it what a fuck stick but i mean until we start to see some of these people like these leaders just dropping dead around us you know um it's probably not going to shake some people loose until that happens andy what are your thoughts man same question to you um ethan feel free to reiterate it i, I kind of waffled on a bit there for him but for him but um yeah same question
3: yeah, just around Ando, what do you think about this whole changing of the goalposts and once it does come, do you think there's going to be more resistance to the third jab, the fourth jab, or do you think it's just going to continue on this this perpetual cycle where people just forget what the previous narrative was and this is the new way of things? What do you reckon,
2: mate? I just think people have just pulled into the, themselves. I, I, I kind of agree agree with you, General, in regards to – I I think people need a hard slap in the face sometimes and especially it seems true with this whole scandemic. I, I think I think they really need either a serious adverse reaction to themselves or someone very close to them to actually wake up. So I think I think pharmaceutical companies could you know, perhaps roll this out for probably like another year, even a year and a half before um the majority of people will Say no, and uh, you know, if I if I was the evil mastermind behind all of this sort of thing, I would just roll this thing out as slowly as possible, and and spread as much time to get to get the actual you know vaccine material out in the mainstream as much as possible, because once it, you know, even without adverse reactions or anything like that, you know, if you keep up this whole nonsense of you know, like eight vaccines biannually, including in, like like sorry, and plus boosters to those eight vaccines. Then, you know, your your body will get to a point w- past the past the point of no return without you even thinking, without you even really even knowing it, or maybe even without experiencing an adverse reaction. So, it'll still be game over even even. Even with these people who are just completely addicted to the system, so yeah. I feel like this—that's the, the plan for a lot of them. But um, look, you know, I, 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 I think, do want
1: to—I yeah, want to add something trying. too. When you finish, though, there you go.
2: No, no, and look, it's just that's just how I feel. So, so yeah, no. Do I think that people will wake up? Yes, they will. But it, it unfortunately, it it seems to be taking like. An extreme event for a lot of them to to actually be you know waking up to the whole thing
1: and you know what it might not even be that shot Andy okay so here's an example I um I shared this also on Twitter uh there's a lady this is in the US of course but she says I'm a teacher with a few science degrees all three of my kiddos will be vaccinated as soon as they're able and then of course she says you know her 14 year old got his COVID vaccine we're so thankful then shortly after, it's like, uh, oh, he's, he's developed myocarditis from his second dose in hospital for three days. I asked him if he's still happy to be vaccinated, and he said it with a resounding yes. And then shortly after, she's like, oh, I had no idea that mild meant four days in hospital and cardiology visits for the indefinite future. And then she's like, oh, I have to, I have to pay for my son's hospital bills. Endless cardiology and follow-ups because he got post-vaccine myocarditis. That's not free. And then she's like, oh, Twitter is brutal. And she goes on to say, however, when I share that my son got myocarditis from his vaccine, I got blocked from Twitter. <laughs> you know, and then she's like, oh, here's, she's showing all her hospital bills already piling up. Um, oh, no. And she's like, oh, my son's new t shirt now says, came for immunity, and all I got was myocarditis and a mask. Um, and she says, that finally, in her last tweet, I used to shame people for not getting vaccinated until my son was hospitalized with the vaccine-induced myocarditis. Life has a way of humbling you. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't even take the fact that her son developed that illness to say, you know, enough is enough. It took yeah. to, for them, to, for her to realize, holy fuck, this is going to cost me a lifetime of medical bills that I cannot afford to pay. Before I'll say no more, you know what I mean. Like it's it kind of blows me away. But it it hurt the hip pocket before it hurt her, you know, her own child. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. your child's fucking injured, and you're oh, yeah okay, yeah, he's happy to have more, but maybe uh, you know, good on him. I'll, I'll support him, but and then later on it's like holy fuck, this is costing me thousands, and th- and we're going to be crippled in debt for the rest of our lives. Uh, you know that's what it took maybe that's what it's going to take here in australia i don't know i hate the fact that that is a possibility but it is a possibility it could very much take endless fucking hospital visits endless medical bills endless specialist visits and all this other stuff that's happening to them before they say enough is enough and that is sad Um, the other thing i want to say is a clear indication boys uh, um, of the fact that we know this isn't going anywhere and we know that they they the the powers that shouldn't be are predicting that people will keep going and will keep getting their boosters for you know could be the third could be the fourth who knows because they've already bought them all remember they've already purchased all of these vaccines they've purchased like i mean the population of australia is what 26 million apparently um, and they've purchased something like like 150 million or more doses of these things you know of yeah. all the different companies combined of course they th- they think we're going to keep doing this you know they've already bought them all <laughs> fuck
3: that's it mate i think john le Bond did a video where he sort of added up how many are coming in and he said that there's enough i think this is roughly what the, it was it was enough for six boosters for yeah. every australian
1: that's right yep six, six i remember so six for every person in the country
3: yep so that's how much has come in if you combine all of the vaccines or I forget you know I just watched the video briefly but it's roughly six per six boosters for for every eligible Australian that's out there which puts that in perspective doesn't it
1: certainly does yeah and that's why I wanted to bring up this too I um I I was I haven't really kind of spoken to you guys about other than the fact that it it went viral um so uh 21st I published an article called leak Australian government plans to freeze the ABN, which is the Australian business number, or the TFN, the tax file number of the unvaccinated. Now, I'll, I'll speak to you guys off air as to who where it came through and stuff, but the source basically um, let it slip unintentionally. It was an unintentional whistleblower. Well, unintentional person let the information slip, and then, of course, the whistleblower has then taken that and gone, wow, I need to go and tell people. Um... But apparently, so uh, an IT worker, boys, has um, been, well, an IT firm, I should say, has been uh, employed by Services Australia, which is, of course, part of the Australian government, uh, to implement uh, and to carry out work on the Australian Immunisation Register and Services Australia, their computer systems, and intertwining the two of them, of course, linking you know, your uh, MyGov health um you know, obviously, your vaccine passport. You know, like, uh, have you been vaccinated? Linking that with your Services Australia account. Um, of course, there's a reason why they want to do that. Um, but we would the the information that came out was that this IT worker let it slip in a conversation that he himself is the person responsible for writing the program, the actual the actual background program, the infrastructure for this system, and he's writing the part that has to that is creating a system where they can allow the Australian government to freeze, as in put a hold on your ABN and or tax file number here in Australia, um, if you're unvaccinated as well, Um, which was an incredible revelation that that has come out. And as we we talked, I wrote about, you know, back in 2016, Cast Your Mind Back, when the Australian Childhood Immunization Register changed to the Australian Immunization Register. Of course, there is a reason why they, of course, wanted to include adults in their upcoming plans for registration of vaccination status. Um, there's only one reason they would have to do that was because it's going to be tied into our way of life. Uh, but yeah, that's what they're planning to do. So I put that out there, and it, um, yeah, it went crazy. Um, didn't quite break the record for the amount of views in one day, but it was up there. It was like forty-four thousand views in one day. It was fucking insane. But uh, it's gone. Gone crazy that article, and I kind of I I the, my the, my contact sort of said, look, you know, I have this information. I I don't want to sit on it. I thought I thought you should know, and I'm like, well, man, I've got to put this out there. And they're like, well, what 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 is that going to do to people? they all people are already fragile. People are, you know, scared. You know, they're unsure of what's going to happen in their lives if they choose not to have the vaccine. They're already going to lose their job. What's going to happen to them in future after that post post that? You know, so he goes, I don't know if we should put this out there. I'm like, mate, people need to do what they can with that information. Maybe this information might get out there and it'll stop those plans. Who knows? I don't know. Or it'll blow it out wide and maybe the mainstream media might want to actually cover it. Who knows? Like something could happen good out of this. I said, nothing good's going to come from holding this in. said, yes, it might hurt some people and it might put people in a bit of distress, but people need to know this, you know, and make their own minds up about it. Um... So I was just to to protect the people that passed that information along. I was not able to provide any other information other than what I was told. So, look, it's not it's not information heavy. Um, it's I can't reference a lot in that. All I can say is I do trust the person who who passed this information on to me. Um, uh, Andy, I might just quickly cross to you first of all, mate. Did you get a chance to have a look at that one when I published it, and you know, what does that mean for you when you hear that sort of information as well?
2: Yeah, I read it. Yeah, look it's just you know actually I had a had a chat with my wife about it who who does all my admin for the the business and mm-hmm. we're chatting about that and and like you know everything that you do in business it's all you know wrapped up with the bank and the ABN and our tax file numbers and everything and man it's a you know like it's sobering to think that one day I just potentially would just throw my arms up in the air and just say, Well, this is it. This is this is the end of the road as far as you know It is disheartening, isn't it? Being in business, you know, like in a legal sense, you know. Mm. So the next step would for me would be to basically run like I'm not going to say illegal businesses, but you would just sort of have to run like off-grid type, you know, ways to survive. I really. think
1: that it'll it'll create a black market, a massive black market. Of course, it will. That's all that'll do. Of, of course, it will.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and you've, it's happened other in other parts in Eastern Europe, like throughout history, you you see black markets pop up. That's how people survive. Mm. You know, and uh, the same thing will happen in Australia if they put if they continue this this push. Yeah, absolutely. but it's interesting, you know. Um, but like I said earlier, um, general, like the most important thing, the most highest value currency is your own personal health, and putting that shit in your body is certainly like taking money out of the bank, and then and then going and betting on the slowest horse on the track. So. It doesn't make sense to to, to do to, to go down that road. Like I'll, I'll give up everything that I've worked for, and I'll be on the street with a tent on the yeah. side of the road with yep. my wife.
1: Well, I'll before. go and buy a fucking Winnebago and just drive around and camp at camp zones or something. Yeah, I'll do the same thing, mate. Fucking...
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that before I go and get the jab, just to try and you know save my business or whatever. You yeah, know? man. So
1: we'll see we'll
2: see we'll see where we go you
1: know like yeah why else would they write that that code why else would they have that as part of their systems if they do not intend to use it one day you know what i mean there's no you don't employ an it firm and say oh we need you to put this this code in and create a program that'll you know allow us or you know some systems to allow us to freeze the abn of the unvaccinated or the tf tax file number of the unvaccinated You you know you don't Employ an IT company to do that for you, and pay them if you have no intention to use it. It's there because they want to use it.
2: Totally. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. that's we've we've seen how they think, really, with exactly. all these QR codes and these vaccine passports and stuff like that. They this is how the, the beast system thinks in a digital <laughs> suppression, like technology, like that. This is mm. this is their first line. This is their first line of weaponry. Yeah. So it's logical you know, But you know, humans are very adaptable, man. We've seen we've seen with those, you know, those um um things getting around. Yeah, don't I don't say I, won't it. On yeah. I won't mention on it. I won't mention on it, but like we'll, it, we've seen how adaptable people are, you know? Like so for everything that is developed, there'll be a counter development like in the digital Correct. world. Anyway. Yeah, for every so, action
1: there's an equal and opposite reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like you know, let's let's just bring it on. Let's just just keep pushing this system till it crumbles and cracks and in, implodes within itself.
1: Yeah, and that's can... how
2: I that's how I'm hoping that it'll all, all yeah. finished up.
1: Then we can put in that system we want for the better. Um, well, I'll throw it to you, Ethan. Same same question, mate. What do you make of that information when you saw it?
3: Yeah, some interesting information for sure, general, and obviously sources are generally pretty good, uh, yeah. generally there for the pun. <laughs> um, we talk about, the obviously leaking the Queensland border lockdown a few months ago early in the year, a bit early and everything like that, and it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, this is... We've said we've said the term before, but people you know sort of need to understand. It's we've had a new world order for years. New, the new world order come you know after 9/11. This is the brave new world order, which is total control from banks to everything. We would, we've seen news this week that there's millions, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars in unpaid COVID fines. So now it's reported that they're seizing bank accounts seizing property shutting down this shutting down that of people that are not paying fines it's all about total control it's why they're pushing people onto welfare because the no jab no pay will come after that once everyone's on there that's when they're going to start ramping up that type of stuff oh you want payment well you're also going to have to have the jab Mm -hmm. and it's pushing people to these Uh, situations where you know it is a time of great transformation and i'm glad as i said earlier you surround yourself with people that you want to be inspired by and follow and and andy said it just perfectly there you know if we have to live in a tent or go everywhere and that's why we've been planning alternative communities and humans are very uh, adaptable as you said so they're going to come up with alternative things to get around this so there's in chaos there's always opportunity and there's a lot of opportunity for people that and we keep hammering this home but you've got to reflect and reflect on your life and and understand you know is this life as real as it can get or is there more opportunities out there for me all throughout history people have had to change their lives rapidly from wars to bushfires to all this type of stuff now everyone's getting that opportunity to you know come to that crossroads of you know do you go on with your your new life and fight this and and, and try to go on the adventure that that holds because they are going to come for ABNs and all this type of stuff it won't surprise me that they're looking for total control but it's total control within their own structure if you just step without side of their structure you're not bound by their control system anymore and this is what people need to sort of realise their system is only as encompassing as what it, what it is when you're inside of it. And if you see the horizon on the outside, that's really what should excite a lot of people because staying within this system is going to end up with ABNs and all this type of stuff where if you don't follow the rules, this is the social credit system. This is it emerging. If you don't follow the rules, you don't get to play ball. But it's I think it's time, General, maybe we take our ball and go play elsewhere.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good good point, mate. Um, now, before we start to wrap it up, I want to do you know take your pick. Um, you can do both or the one, but you know, recently some information came out um, with f- regards to old Dan Andrews down there in Victoria, folks, wanting to basically give himself some un- unlimited power. The Pandemic permanent, permanent Pandemic Powers Bill. The PPPB. What is it? Too many B's there. Mate, yeah, go for your life, mate. This is over at Um, I know you've got, you sort of covered it a bit in there where Melbourne demonstrators gathered to oppose those uh, new pandemic powers. Um, Do you want to go through that one or just the actual information itself or whatever? Just
3: take your pick. We well, you just. Yeah, we can just talk about it in general, general, mate. Yep, no worries. You know, just building on what we've spoken about June of of this year, we obviously spoke about and reported on that the Andrews government was in secret negotiations to come up with legislation that would essentially give them permanent pandemic powers, the ability to centralise all of the control with themselves. And fast forward all these months later from the... you know, the start of the year to now, it's it's starting to become a reality. And out of the blue, at the start of this week, or the or through last week, actually, at the start of last week, this is when everything started to to pop up out of nowhere. And it was reported um, on what was the date. It was it was october twenty six, I believe it was that they just said that they were trying to rush it through that day in the Victorian Parliament. Now, wow. thankfully, Thankfully, there was a lot of opposition to this uh, and the, you know, the opposition leader playing their usual games, the, the whole political circus that's going on. But it wasn't able to get through, but it's, it's pretty close. It, it was rushed through the lower house and there's only a few MPs that need to sign off on it and they're going to decide on that next weekend. But a lot of Victorians are up in arms over this because it's not only talking about all of the things that we've said were potentially going to be underway at the time back in June in terms of the the Premier being able to solely declare pandemic emergencies himself. But there's also an, an even added wing to it where there's going to be massive enforcement of COVID rules and, and penalties for the breaches. Mm. So what they introduced was the Public Health and Wellbeing Amendment, Pandemic Management Bill 2021, and – this gives the Premier, as I said, the power and the authority to declare a pandemic. So people might be, you know, a bit confused. Well, there's, As we've spoken about when Lisa Wecker was on the show, there's this whole process now where it's sort of the the chief health officer and the decision makings with this and it has to go through this and that. But now it just goes solely in the hands of Dan Andrews. And it also gives the health minister rather than the chief health officer the role of making health orders Mm. so we've spoken about this previously obviously more centralized control just a way for in the future as things get worse and worse and we're speaking about boosters before let's say for example boosters they don't have to go through the same short-term studies and trials that the original vaccines did because they're just they've been approved to just go off of the scientific literature from the first trials so we're gonna see as time goes on, things are gonna get more and more dangerous. And the same thing is happening here, where as things get more and more dangerous, there's gonna be less and less people that are gonna be accountable for it and 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 people that are gonna be able to influence because the power is more with the premier. And this will essentially allow a indefinite state um, of 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 pandemic powers. And this isn't me saying it. You know, there's articles that I've linked to on mm. TOTTnews.com where the Victorian opposition called them draconian, called them a dangerous overreach. Now, the opposition leader, Matthew Guy, said this bill is very a very dangerous overreach, placing all power, all power, he did the double there, in the Premier, with no oversight, a massive threat to an Australian democracy. And we've said this is predicted, you know, the, the Human Rights Law Center director, Daniel Webb, said one area of concern is the fact that there seems to be no outer limit on how long pandemic declarations can last. So as we've seen, this is, and everyone's saying this is Dan's dictator bill, well, this is it. This is this medical biofascist state becoming more and more prevalent so that's the first part of the bill. But then the surprising part that really come out from this was the fact that those who were found intentionally and recklessly defying public health orders face up to $90,000 in fines or two years in jail. And so articles all around have said, you know, mask wearers face two years in jail because this is the, the breaching of the rules. This is... They're cracking down on rule breakers as well as securing the power with themselves with this bill. And it said businesses in breach of the public health orders could face up to $450,000 in fines. So it's not just individuals. It's coming for businesses. And it's just another indication that this is never going to end. It's just going to be constant popping up. Why would you need to introduce legislation for rule breakers and all this type of stuff if you've reached your target and everything's free again and everything's going to open up. Just another indication that this is going to go on forever. So that's really what the legislation is about. On the day, on the 26th, when this was trying to be rushed through, there was a small group of protesters that went down there for a snap protest. But this past weekend, fellas, and you would have seen it, there was... Protests down there started at Treasury Gardens and then ended up down at Parliament House, some very powerful scenes, a violinist, and ex-cop, and they were there not only just protesting all the mandates and everything we're talking about and, and everything that's happening, but they're also protesting these pandemic powers and they said they're going to be there. Um, next weekend they're going to be there, try to be there every day if they can, the small group, at next weekend as it's being decided because this... A lot of people have said is one of the most draconian pieces of legislation to ever be proposed here because it mm. gives the premier sole powers over the pandemic. And these are people that have mismanaged the pandemic from the start. And you want to give them to more management powers <laughs> of it. You see, like this is completely outrageous. And we know that Dan has his goon squad under him that have completely you know, got rid of freedom, thankfully, during this period of false opening up, the police weren't beating people so they were able to be there and and protest but crazy things that are going on. So I'll throw back to you General, what are your thoughts on this legislation on the fines? Obviously again, we've we've seen this coming but here it is right in our face mate and Victoria, occupied Victoria as we say seems to be falling further down the rabbit hole mate. Big time You, you would think that you know, if, if
1: a, you know, a person like Daniel Andrews put some, you know, or had some, or his party, whatever, put legislation forward to give him all this unlimited power and stuff, I mean, you'd think it would just be, like, laughed at and be like, what? Like, come on. As if, like, that's going to get through. Like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you bother? Because everyone's seeing what he's done, seeing the tyrant that he is. And yet, every, I've seen a couple of articles on this in the mainstream, and almost every one of them still have still have a line in the article that says uh let me find the line here uh, oh man the one i pick up doesn't have Hang on let me just click to the next one uh new the new laws are expected to pass the senate uh, sorry expected to pass the state parliament later this month despite fierce opposition so they say there's fierce opposition to this stuff you know in the government and yet they say they're expected to pass they, they think that he's going to get away with this they're, they're writing it up as though he's going to get away with this mm-hmm. um, Not that the source is the best source in the world I'm actually just looking at the moment a Daily Mail article uh, which I'll put a link to the um, web archive version of it so you don't get any ads or you know, you don't have to give them any traffic um, but I, I also noted when I was looking up the screenshots for it for this article they changed the headline twice well they changed the headline from the original the original headline just before I get back to what you're saying. Just thought it was noteworthy. It says unlimited lockdown even with no cases, businesses crippled by fines, and two years jail for rule breakers. What life will be like in Victoria under Daniel Andrews Power Grab Pandemic Laws. That's what the original article was titled. Quite brutal. I thought it was quite yeah, good.
3: Good good headline, yeah. Yeah.
1: And now they've kind of tweaked it a bit. Now it just says chilling new reality for victorian's with daniel andrews to confine 6.8 million to their homes or leave them facing jail or bankruptcy with $90,000 fines and all he has to do is declare there is a pandemic it's like still quite an alarming headline but they took out the whole power grab and you know all this sort of stuff I'm like oh, okay so they've kind of tweaked it a little bit there I wonder why they did that I wonder who um who had a whinge about it, and there are some different uh, um, write-ups. They've kind of changed the way the article's written a bit too. But I'll put I'll put the link to each of those in the show notes for people to see the difference between the two of them. Uh, of course, to the Wayback Machine version of them, so we're not sending traffic to the Daily Mail. Um, but yeah, ninety thousand bucks for rule for uh, rule breakers. Um, twenty well twenty aside from the, the smallest so one, twenty thousand nearly twenty two thousand dollars this fine is for breaching a pandemic order such as not wearing a mask <laughs> twenty two thousand dollars for not wearing a mask breaking a movement limit uh attending an illegal protest or gathering since when uh, protests are protests illegal? thought that was a human right uh refusing to get tested or failing to show id fate just failing to show id if someone comes up you know, cop says show me your id what if you don't have any id on you well twenty two thousand dollar fine um Ninety, nearly ninety-one thousand. So ninety thousand eight seventy. This fine is for aggravated offense for breaches that cause a serious risk to health of another individual. Wow, that's 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 vague. Such as going to work when infectious. Um, One hundred and ten thousand. This fine is for businesses breaking rules, which may include failing to make sure customers check in or show proof of vaccine status. One hundred and ten thousand dollars. Four hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars just under this fine is for an aggravated offense by a business, such as encouraging customers to flout lockdown rules. Wow. Like it's, it's literally, des- yeah, literally <laughs> designed to end the lives of anyone in that state who choose to not obey uh dictator, Dan. That's, that is shocking that they would come up with this and that, that they would table this and that they expect it to pass. Mm. Really? You know what I mean? Like, where is the opposition to this? Where is the the media, like, really hiv- giving it to him and saying, "You cannot do this"? You know what I mean? Like, you just cannot do this. Mm. No, um, it's it's
3: it's crazy. And any sane, you know, country people would be up in arms in the street, mate. But they're all under this spell. They're on mm. the Dan Andrews is saying, "Oh, it's going to give me more accountability because then it's <laughs> <laughs> he's." <laughs> He said it at the press conference, he's like, This is what you guys asked for, because then I have to answer directly to you guys. Isn't that
1: like the, the abusive husband? You know, you are this this is what you asked for. You had this coming, you know, like fucking Wow. Wow. Spoken like a true
3: fucking asshole tyrant. Unbelievable. Yeah it's it's unbelievable mate and as you said it's and, and go back to what we were talking about before how now they're seizing property and everything these are pretty big numbers you know and a lot of people won't be able to pay them so how does that tie in with they're gonna seize people's businesses and all of this type of stuff if you can't pay all of this thing because is this the way they're gonna get around having to avoid uh, doing court cases and stuff they're just gonna write in they can just seize everything before they have to prove that any of this is legal it's, it's it's really crazy that this, this is being proposed. And as you said, that it's expected to pass. It's actually had um, like overwhelming uh, support in the lower house, but it's the Senate where it's been having um, sort of the fight there. And who was it? It was Fiona Patton, Andy Me- Medic and Samantha Ratnam, who were the ones that have secured the votes um, for it to pass. Three independent MPs in the legislative council wow. so independence uh, broke ranks and went with the government there so wow. they can get their fat perks uh to get that passed and now there's even more debate sort of in the senate but
1: yeah it's just sorry these people do not give a fuck about the average person they're like well i've got my cushy job i'll just i can keep doing what i do and i'll live a good life and who gives a fuck about anyone else? You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't care. They literally don't care. All they've got to do is walk around in their own city and see that so much of it is closed. So much of it, have pe- the people who used to work there, they're, they're gone. They've lost their homes. They've lost everything. You know what I mean? There's boarded up shops. There are for lease signs all over the place in their fucking city from all the footage I've seen. But they don't care. They don't walk around this town like that. They don't see the the, the city the same way that everyone else does. Mm. That should be clear to everyone, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a sham. It's, I mean, like what you said in your other article, pandemic reveals the sham of human rights industry. I mean, the whole thing is a sham, to be honest. It's just a sham after another, one after the other. It's um, a sham.
3: It's in the classism as well. Mm. They have different rules. It's one rule for them, another for everyone else. Yeah, one rule well, is, for is me, Dan... not
1: for me, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, Dan's introducing these rules, and he was walking around without a mask on. Yeah. You know, like these (laughs) people don't even follow it.
1: Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Andy, what do you make of that, mate? Let's let's have uh, your thoughts before we start to wind it up, big fella.
2: Um, Yeah, look, I agree with everything you're saying. One one thing that's um, a bit terrified for us poor little Queenslanders up here is um, we don't even have a Senate. (laughs) So, you know, like and and there's such a such a big majority in of um labor in the um, lower house that um a law like that up here would just like go straight through man <laughs> it would be already be law so, it would probably, yeah
1: it' would just, they'd just march as much that shit through I'm surprised they haven't done it already to be honest <laughs> yeah well, everything's a business plan in general so yeah, it's true all, all, all they got to uh, Mel- Melbourne's gonna fall first eh?
2: Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's just coming up the coast, doesn't it? You know, mm. on this side of the country anyway. It just feels like it's rolling up. So Um, man, look, I just you know, I just it's just unbelievable. I, I still every month it seems to something more unbelievable seems to happen <laughs> that you think it's so right. It just when will this clown show stop? It's just sometimes it's just fucking too Well let far. me
3: let me throw something to you fellas. Like just as we you know, just to theorize out there. I've been having some thoughts about that this how crazy things are gonna get as the election starts to come in. I don't know when it is, but it's it's starting to gear up. It should be, you know, coming up soon, elections, all this type of stuff, and this whole movement with United Australia party party and Clive Palmer and everything, you reckons they're now the largest political organization in Australia for registered members mm-hmm. getting like 500 a day, all this type of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that, because it's getting pretty big, all of this support and people getting behind Clive Palmer, we see a lot of the, uh, you know, the personalities within the, uh, the truth movement here in Australia now getting behind, you know, Palmer and they want to run his his electorates and all this type of stuff. Do you think that we could see a potential uh, Trump rigged election scenario you know whether it's rigged or not but like sort of rigged of now chaos, though it is kind of, of chaos yeah but
1: but the way it's set up boys is is a rigged game it's rigged to have the two-party system because from what i'm what i'm aware of that even if you you put you know uap united australia party even if you put them first i think you've still got to number the rest of the fucking ballot or whatever otherwise it's it's not counted it has to be all completed which means you've got to put a number between beside you know either labor or liberal or whatever you've got to number them all even if you put them all as you know the most unpopular or whatever um, they still get they still get a vote you know what I mean and it comes down to the numbers game in the end like it's not like you can't not count them and not put them on there at all they still get numbers even though oh, they're, sure, they're yeah. towards the bottom. You know what I mean? So it's kind of rigged in their favour like that to be a two-party system. Um, oh, yeah, but, for sure. I mean, look, Pauline, you yeah, One, I'm one nation, about one nation I'm talking more in...
3: about the, the social element of it. Like the US, as we know, that was rigged from the start. You know, Trump's a big actor. It was all designed to cause chaos and more social divide. I think that that's what's going to happen with this. You know, the first time... He said they're going to be standing electorates at every single place that there is because they have the money to do so, which is other independents have not been able to do that in the past. They haven't been able to, let's talk about IMOP and stuff, they haven't been able to, let's run people for the Senate, let's run people for the House of Representatives, every region, put them in the ballot box. I reckon that people, regardless, yeah, as you said, it's all rigged and and people realise that, but just like America... People are going to believe that there's going to be change, that we're going to change this stuff. And then if it doesn't change and there's such a big thing between it, do you think that the clown show is just going to ignite then, that there's going to be even more chaos created by this election that's coming up, mate? I think that it is. I think that this is going to be like one hell of a fireworks election that comes up with Clive and all of these representatives. Not that they're going to win, but because people are going to believe that they're going to win.
1: I'm... Oh, that, that's... And, and I, everyone's entirely their own opinion. I am I am going to go the other way. I'm going to say that I don't think that's going to happen. I think that um, they'll probably win a couple of seats. They'll probably get in and they may be able to be in in a position to perhaps block certain things or have a bit of sway while they're in there. I do think that they will get some seats and stuff. Um, but I don't think... I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be that kind of shit show. I think... Um, they don't want that. I don't think. I think that's going to be not too much of a distraction, but I think it might ignite too much going on here, and it might fuel a few more things that they don't want. I think that they'll just kind of, you know, they don't want to ignite anything. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they want. They already know people up here are already starting to wake up. The number they don't have the numbers of the vax. They don't have all this stuff. They they know that the people are going to be given votes to the this party. Um, but I just don't think it's going to have that kind of fireworks and all that sort of shit if it doesn't happen. Um, because they don't want that. I could be wrong, but that's just my thoughts, anyway.
3: Yeah, no, that's fine. They could they could stop the momentum somehow, and you know derail all of the the truthers that are talking. You know, put your faith in a similar set sanction. You know, similar fashion rather to Trump. But I reckon it's just you know they know that that's coming because. Well, we talk a lot about controlled opposition. That's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. All of these people are all part of the plan to to do that type of stuff. So it is all. They could pull that off if they wanted to. Is my argument, but I could be wrong too. I'm just.
1: I just think that anyone who doesn't, anyone who's unvaxxed or anyone who doesn't want the vax, anyone who doesn't want to wear masks, anyone who goes on these protests, anyone who's awake to any of this and knows that. The left and right, you know, the Liberal and Labor have done fuck all and buried this fucking country and done nothing for us to protect us. And anyone who's aware of any of that, they are going to go for the next best thing. And the next best thing would be UAP or One Nation or something like that. So they will, there will be a lot of votes pushed towards those ways. It'll strip a lot of the votes off getting... Um, what's Palaszczuk? Labor?
3: Yeah, she, Labor. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um and I think that it'll it'll strip a few votes away from the, anyone who was going to vote perhaps liberal might then vote u a p or something like that you know what i mean so it's it won't put them in it'll 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 either lift labor even more and then put in a few more you, you know u a p or a few other parties in there and stuff like that um uh, but it'll still give Palachuk more fucking power than and she'll be she'll love it like she's they'll still be the majority i believe but um, I do think it'll pull a few votes away from some of those parties and at least maybe some of the independents and it will go that way of Palmer United and stuff. Um, mainly because they've got Craig Kelly on board and he's got a massive following, you know, and I think people really think that he's quite genuine and is is over this as much as everyone else. Seems to be one of the most outspoken ones. But I mean, we can go down that whole clown show route. It's all stage and theatre, but who knows? Oh, yeah, Time will tell, but... Um, yeah, Andy, what do you what do you make of it, mate? Give us a uh, tough question, but give us your thoughts on that one, mate. How do you think it's going to go?
2: Yeah, look, I, I agree with most things that you said. I, I really think that the whole system uh, in its current shape is really, really designed for the red one or the blue one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we all know what I mean. So it's the red one or the blue one. And really the, um, the independence around them, while sometimes in history, Australian history it has held the balance of power. It hasn't been the, the normal. So um, I definitely think for, yeah, definitely UAP for its first, you know, election really, I think it's, it's, it would be very ambitious to think that they could actually get control of the power of a state, for example, especially without uh, like an upper house. Uh, there is absolutely, I, I would say, very, very slim chance of winning a majority in the lower house, for example, in Queensland, right? Um, but in the upper house, I mean, who knows? But, uh, you know, at this stage, I think it's a bit of a long shot. Um, and people people are just still still too asleep, you know? Mm. And cast your mind back, General, when you and me, we did we we reported on the ground, like, for a couple of years there, like, on um, elections. Yeah. And cast your mind about the, the kind of mentality of the people walk, that you
1: that you spoke to. Yeah. Always you voted know? this, because that's what we always did. My family always voted this, so that's who I yeah. always vote. They don't give a fuck. They don't know any of that, the policies or any at all. They just vote what they always did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Useless you think that's buckets. changed, mate? <laughs> Uh, it hasn't, I do. I think it, to a degree it might, um, but the majority will probably still be the same because there are half of them are still asleep. We've got to remember that more than half.
2: Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it's just it's it's you know I applaud UAP, and I'm, I'll definitely on election day I'll, I'll I'll be helping those people and the one nation people too to you know to try and get some change from the red one and the blue one, but you know like. Mm. We'll 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 see.
1: Like I, I'm I'm optimistic of the fact that there yeah, they might get a few seats and perhaps be in a position to cause a bit of a ruckus and <clears throat> shed some light on some things, block some stupid things that might come through. That's what I'm kind of optimistic about. <coughs> Sorry, but how's yeah, let me throw this at you boys as a scenario? Let's say you know a lot of people like we were saying. Probably, you know, anyone who's on our side of the fence, let's say, is there's a good chance they're going to go and vote UAP or something like that to give them their votes. And I think maybe the system might be a little bit scared of that fact. Maybe the system might go into protection mode a little bit, and we might find ourselves on election days at any election areas where you can go and vote. Oh, you want to come in here and vote? You have to check in. Big security guard there. No, got to check in. We're like, well, we don't fucking check in anywhere. Now you got to wear a mask. Well, we don't fucking wear masks, mate. Now you can't come in unless you're wearing a mask. No matter what you say, no exemptions. What? What's what's about that's a possibility and prevent people from fucking voting. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like that that could be a possibility, there, boys. Um, that's a that's a good point. <laughs>
2: mm. Or even worse, like a, a vaccine passport to get in there. Or to go on even
1: bike. worse, yep, a vaccine passport to vote. Isn't that funny? That could be on the horizon, boys. Yeah, just thought I'd put that out to you. But good addendum there, Andy. Yeah, um, interesting. Uh, Ethan, what do you what do you make of that little uh, hypothesis? Perhaps.
3: Yeah, general. Well, this is the exact type of fireworks that I'm talking about. Um, you know, a whole consolidated movement goes to vote, and they're either blocked out or they're told by everyone that we're going to win, and then they don't. And just like Trump and. They're all up in arms and it just radicalizes uh, the movement even further because they believed they were going to win, but they couldn't get in to vote or the votes were rigged or they finally learned the truth that it's a two-party system and it all's been changed here to allow the two parties to get power no matter what. There's definitely going to be some fireworks mm, and you okay. raise a good point there. You raise a good point about vaccine passports as an entry requirement. That could add an element... On top of it, you know, where they don't even have to go down the rigged route and, and tell their audience things were rigged to, uh, to rile them up and, you know, further you know, control the narrative that way. They'll just be able to block them out and say so you weren't even able to express your voices and that's where it'll come from. I, I think that, that you're, you could be onto something there, General, for sure. Mm. That could definitely be a thing, especially by the time this comes around and, and that's a requirement for a lot of things, that could definitely be a possibility. Well, hmm. listeners, you if,
1: if that does happen, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to look- give credit to Andy on that one because he actually said that there was it could be a vaccine passport to get in to vote. I just said the check in and mask bullshit, but yeah, he took it the extra mile there. But yeah, um, no, you're onto something. Look, I tend now that I'm kind of understanding the your perhaps I wasn't completely understanding your point of view before, but now I see what you're kind of saying a bit more with the, regards to the fireworks situation. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, tending to I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of dug myself a hole here, Ethan. <laughs> I'm not sure now which way to. <laughs> maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're I maybe don't be know. Right. I,
3: th- I I yeah, think I think there's definitely going to be something that happens around there because of just how much momentum, um, you know, United Australia Party's having, and now the fact that so many truth personalities on Instagram and all this stuff where they all are with big followings are saying, "No, I'm standing with." uap and we're in a partnership with uap and we're going to be an elective because these people then hold the messages to their audience you know whatever Mm -hmm. just like in america with trump and stuff where if the election goes wrong they just tell everyone it's rigged and we're doing new vote counts and we're going to bring down the system and we're still offshore and there's still people that believe trump's still going to bring down the system from somewhere offshore at the moment you know yeah i know there's, no. the, uh, there's the there's the hopium, mate. Of, it's just the hopium. Yeah, and, and these personalities united with United Australia Party could also not want to lose that hopium with their audience. And I mm. think with how many people are signing up and all the ads everywhere and, you know, all this stuff that's happening, that there could be some potential fireworks, not because of, you know, UAP somehow winning seats and all this type of stuff, but because of People putting all their hope into this movement and their hope into the fake political system. That um, and you know, and I could be wrong. I could just be a negative Nancy, and these people could you know theoretically get in and overwhelm things. But I think that this is just going to cause some type of added social thing that we've seen in America. Like we haven't seen nothing yet here in Australia. You know what I mean? They're gearing us up for a whole circus round of elections, just like they did over there.
1: Yeah, true, mate.
3: It could be in true. Who knows, man? Who knows? I just thought when Andy was talking about the clown world before, I just wanted to throw that out there because we, we like to theorize on what comes in the future, mate, but who really knows?
1: Mm. One thing I, will, I do know for certain, though, boys, is that um, if there were really, um, you know, assassinations of political leaders and things around the world taking place because of, you know, lone nuts or disgruntled individuals in society and not because it's a, a hidden cabal of whatever planning these things and, you know, the the deep state taking out certain people and stuff. You know, we know that um, assass- assassina- assassinations of political leaders just don't happen because of those reasons. Because if they did... It would be goodbye, Andrews. It would be goodbye, Pal- all these fucking leaders that are doing this to us. They would be dead by now, you know what I mean? If if there were really people out there that just went around and killed people and assassinated them because of because they're tyrants, um, then these people would be dead. Uh, so that's kind of how you know that it never happened in the past, and it's probably never going to happen again for that particular reason, because you know it's it's only done assassinations like that are only carried out by the deep state or by governments and. Like all that's well, yeah, you know, things like the CIA and intelligence organisations themselves. It's not done by individuals like us who are despondent with their leaders, because mm. um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, no, like I said, they'd point. be fucking dead by now. They'd be hung. They'd be in. They'd be hanging from the gallows in the streets if that actually was the case. <laughs> I yeah. believe that, eh? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway.
3: Yeah, well, it's an interesting point, mate. You know, people, and and is it propaganda? Is it is it whatever it is? You know, but it's just so people are just. From how the world used to be, you know, when people were just completely different, when people would just rise up against their kings and queens and all this type of stuff, they really sort of cuddled us into believing that they were our parent and our humble guardian figure for generations before Mm. they just threw the the kingdom back into place. and, And people have just forgot, they've forgot about why we need to fight these things and, and why individual liberty always triumphs over the collective. Your individual rights as a human always trumps the collective. And this whole modern notion that we have to share both and this whole human rights sham, as we talked about earlier, created by the United Nations, which when it comes to action, where are they all? They all just scatter. There's no one to be seen. Mm. And, you know, it's it's very interesting, mate. We'll have to see where people continue to go with things and and i'm still just a big advocate that we need to do what we can everyone has their own personal journey and talents but it's time for action to 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 see where you're going to fit into this new world scenario we've said it often mate you're the you are the author of your own chapter in this grand story that's unfolding you get to pick which character and and how you're remembered in this story you get to write that in So a lot of people should decide how they want to be remembered in this great story.
1: Mm. Well said, my friend. Well said, and I think we should wrap it up just there. I will say though, guys, uh, yeah, I thought I'd have uh, our guest on for this particular show, but uh, I just where is he? He's just finished up his tour. He got got around like you know Texas and. New Mexico and stuff, I think, and he's back in Houston at the moment. We're talking about Derek Bros from the Conscious Resistance Network, uh, and he's heading back to Mexico within the next couple of days. And I think he just wanted a bit of downtime because he had a massive every day he was doing things and had a huge tour. Um, so yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed for the next show. I'm still still chatting away to him here on on Twitter and stuff, and messaging him um yeah so just waiting for him to, to to wind up completely and then we'll we'll get him on for a chat about the freedom cells and all that sort of stuff uh he definitely has agreed to come on it's just a matter of trying to get that time anyway guys uh andy thank you for joining us uh for this evening it's a monday night november 1st here in brisbane queensland australia thanks andy for coming pleasure, on mate.
2: general yeah it's great
1: great great uh, catch up it's been good awesome ethan thank you for uh, your time as well brother
3: always appreciate it mate yeah always a pleasure general, as we sail through these uncharted waters it's always good to connect and thank you to all the listeners out there for for tuning in for spreading the word and and for you know just being a part of this community. I look yep. forward to future episodes and always checking in with our websites as we we continue to fight and continue as I said through these uncharted waters
1: mm, excellent um yeah, just let listeners know so i've got um Oscar Zim back on again to. He was the author of the second empty chair with regards to the Port Arthur Massacre. And uh, he's got a new book out. So we're going to do an addendum episode or a part four um, on the bonus show, bonus content show for the Real News Australia uh, General Knowledge podcast there. So join me over at Patreon if you want to hear all about the uh, Port Arthur Massacre there, the massive three-part series we did. Um, well, this is an extra one. He's got a new book and, and new information and, um, to talk about. So it's going to be great. I hope uh, all of us can get on board and uh, they're all in here. Right. Thanks,
0: guys. It's a scam.